And this is Joe Kelly Radio here. I am especially excited today because we are welcoming to our show a true musician as exemplified by his new single with his band, The People. The new single is called Truth. And he is uh, from D.C. now via Queens, New York, and a real great musician, a great guy. We welcome Gordon Sterling. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, the new single is out, and we were talking a little bit before we, we got rolling here that uh, people are, are getting into the downloads and the stats are looking real good. How does that make you feel? It makes us feel fantastic. Um, me personally makes me feel really humbled because uh, it's hard to get people to listen. You know, there's a lot of music be, being put out there all the time by people and to see people getting into it and getting into it, not only in different parts of the country, but different parts of the world is really humbling because this is a, a independent release for us, you know? So it's, it's nice, man. It's good. So uh, Truth is pretty much, uh, is it just uh, digital now or are you have a hard copy of anything? It is just digital now. Okay. And we we are going to release the um, full album at the beginning of the fall. Okay. Um, and we're going to be doing singles all through the summer leading up to that. When we do the release of the album, um, we will be doing vinyl. Although okay. right now there's a worldwide shortage on vinyl. And also oh. with, you know, COVID has just affected anything, everything, right, right. everything. Um, so the vinyl will have to wait as everyone's vinyl is going to have to wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have a specific date, but when the, when the full album is released, there is going to be a vinyl, um, a double album vinyl actually of, of the entire album. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I didn't even, that's the first time I heard uh, the shortage on the vinyl, but yeah, that's important. And yeah, yeah. I guess everybody's got to get in line, right? Yeah. It's funny how it happened. There was actually like um, one of the main vinyl plants in the world that actually is, is here in the United States burned down. And then oh, okay. that was a few years ago, but then mm. <laughs> when um, both uh, um, Adele and Taylor Swift okay. surprise albums out of mm. nowhere and released them on vinyl. Okay. And literally because those two artists are so huge because there was already limited resources to make vinyl. Right. When they released their albums, it created a worldwide final shortage. Wow. Because the album sold so well, which is yeah, yeah. insane that that's the reason, but that's that's the reason you can look it up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I got into radio and music back in 82, so I, I'm from the vinyl era, and, yeah. uh, you know, we, we still we still buy vinyl occasionally, so that's, that's great. I guess we'll wait patiently, but uh, the digital downloads for gordon sterling's music and the people gordon sterling and the people truth is the latest cd uh the song from the upcoming album yeah. um people the best place where are the best place people can go to download anywhere literally okay. anywhere that that music is downloadable um spotify and apple music help us because you know a lot of the charts or whatever are, are taken from those platforms so right. that that helps a tremendous amount um <clears throat> we will get our band camp set up when that happens that would be a good place to do it. But right now you know whatever streaming platform is comfortable for you it all helps us all all the numbers help so you know just go out there and down, download the song and again the the album is also going to be called truth so this is the title track off of it yeah the uh great great new single you can i, I recommend also to our 
our listeners to hit up YouTube because a great performance that you submitted to the small desk from NPR. Oh yeah. And um, the station I just used to work for, for, for countless years, 40 years, uh, we were an NPR affiliate. So uh, yeah, it's a great outlet. Um, and we wish the best because the band and yourself, just amazing musicians. Tell us about uh, putting that video together where people can watch it on YouTube and also specifically your bandmates because uh you really gel you can see it uh, on stage yeah it's it's um you know gordon showing the people is definitely a, a, a close-knit family um and they uh you know we we have uh our crew also is also it's like it's literally family i mean they're you know our our um engineer our sound engineer who also produced this album um is ryan leonardo um and he and i have been we've known each other for god 20 years or so and we've played music together we toured together for 10 years in our old band ordinary way and now he does sound and has his own company sound company davinci sound and lighting and he I'm so honored to have him work on the record and have him be part of our crew and be our sound engineer. And then um, Will Urquhart, our videographer, who is also like family. I mean, a lot of the concepts or a lot of the concept period, like the overall view of what this band was going to be and like where we were trying to go. During COVID, um, we had a set, I had a different lineup before COVID and those people are my lifelong friends. I love them. Um, but in COVID, I, I, as a lot of people did, I'm sure, cause you had a lot of time to think I kind of rediscovered myself in a way. And when we had our pods, when everybody, you know, had your little group of people that you were only around those group, that group of people. Right. Um, we congregated a lot at, at uh, Will's house because he would set up a big projector in the in the backyard and we would watch the fish fish shows because <laughs> wow. the fish was doing live streaming um uh, not well, what was it live streaming they were streaming like old shows they had they had uh, yeah i remember uh, hearing about that yeah yeah so we we got it was dinner and a movie they called it so we would get together and a lot of that turned into very late nights and a lot of those late nights were will and i just kind of talking for, I mean, till dawn sometimes, you know, just about life and like kind of what I wanted to do and how I kind of viewed music as, you know, the way that people, and forgive me for being a bit long-winded here. No, don't worry about it. No. But um, the, uh, the way that we experience music, I feel is like, I don't know if it is how it is for anybody else, but my favorite musicians, bands, rappers, whatever, I don't get into just their music. The music is the biggest thing, mm -hmm. but I get into everything about that artist. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love the documentaries about those artists. I love watching interviews of people and getting insights into things. And the way that we, that this world now digests information is not just through audio means, but also visually. In fact, most of it's visually. So I think that having Will who's a videographer who is so good at what he does and having him be part of us, it, 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 it's, it makes it 
that much easier to get the entire concept of what we are about across. You know what I mean? So right, that's right. a super important piece. And the band itself, like I said, I had a previous um, lineup, <clears throat> but as I as I was going through COVID and kind of thinking about, you know, where I wanted to go, what I really wanted to do, when it became obvious what I really wanted to do, there was I, I kind of had to switch stuff up and, you know, bless them, the last lineup, they were cool about it and 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 professional about it and and supportive about it. They understood that I needed to do it, you know? Um, and I can't thank them enough for that, for making that transition easy when it could have been difficult. But Cliff, the other guitar player in this lineup now, he and I got together because I was, I was actually, I mean, playing guitar for the majority of my life, but I've never really like taught guitar. And so during COVID, I was like, oh, maybe I should teach because there's no gigs happening. No one's, you know, not doing anything. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, I don't know how to teach though, because I'm, I'm so far removed right. from performing it. I've just been a performer for forever. So I got with Cliff, who's a brilliant guitar player. And I was like, hey, man, and again, a great friend of mine. And I was like, I need to learn how to be a teacher. Can you teach me? Because he's a great teacher as well. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. That never happened. We just got together and started almost immediately writing music together. And it was the freakiest, most wonderful thing. We were just finishing each other's sentences musically, man. It was, it was so, I don't know what to call it. It was such an inspiring time, us getting together. And then we're putting the new band together. <clears throat> Our bass player, Scott Clement, who on like Chris, Cliff and I write a lot, but then Scott also writes a good deal. Scott actually wrote the music to the song mm -hmm. Truth. Okay. Um, and I did the lyrics, but he is somebody, he and Dave Ray, our drummer, are people that I've played with forever. And we played together as a trio a long time ago. I was like, I want them. They're they are just, they're the ones that play so well together at the rhythm section and they they're just my guys. And so we formed that and that we just, for an entire summer under COVID, just in Cliff's driveway, right. actually, because we couldn't go inside. Right. We got together and just set everything up outside and just, you know, the neighbors actually really liked it, which is nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> no police um, called. No police called. Right, right. Right. Good. Um, but we just laid into this music man and then when it came closer to actually wanted to go record the album um natalie brooke uh keyboard player incredible incredible musician young musician and people should check her stuff out too natalie brooke but she uh first it was like all right let's get natalie to do truth to do the organ on truth and then it was like well no maybe you should just record the album with us and then it was like no just be in a band we're just gonna do it this way and right. organically too so um but yeah that's how it all came together um and forgive my very long-winded story but no all interesting uh that gordon sterling is with us he's uh based out of washington dc and uh, talking about the new band and the new single truth and um you can also uh stay on youtube and uh check out the live performances because you and natalie did she opened up for you on, on a gig was that the drive-through one um, no, no, no. It wasn't a drive-through one. It was okay. after COVID came back. After COVID came back, oh, come on. After we came back, 
from the COVID break, which we're still not out of COVID, but we're right, getting, right. Um, she opened for us like actually a couple times. Um, at State Theater was one because she has two bands. She has um, just Natalie Brooke. That's and her has her backing band, and she also has um, her band Natalie Brooke and the Infinity Tribe, which is more of just like different kind of fusion project. And both bands played with us. One, uh, her regular band was at um, State Theater in Falls Church, Virginia. Another one was in Frederick, Maryland, at this place, 611. And that's where the tribe played with us. And I think her other band played somewhere, maybe Pearl Street in D.C. with us. Oh, that's the one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pearl Street. Yeah. That's right. That was early on. That was right That was right as we were coming out of COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, I think that was like only the second show of this lineup. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sound, sounding great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And another thing I want to mention, because you did uh, with yourself and uh, two other fellows in your band by the by the campfire. And you, you I've got to say, you would make John Lennon proud across the universe because, <laughs> yeah, a, a different take, but just just solid. It was it was really great that. Thank you very much, man. I'm yeah. glad you, uh, you you saw that. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, I've always wanted. I love that song. I absolutely love it. And 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 uh, Cliff and I just sat down there and we did it in a way that pleased us. So we're like, oh, we got to throw that in. It's funny those those um, sessions, the fireside ones, right. those are actually filmed. We filmed them in in Will's backyard. So oh, really, it's kind of cool because all like I was saying earlier, a lot of the concepts of the band kind of grew from there so it's mm -hmm. it's weird that we do do it there <laughs> yeah i think it was great and he does all the lighting and everything right <laughs> so so we're talking with gordon sterling here on joe kelly radio and the new album slated in the fall but pick up the new single truth uh online just amazon spotify download it and uh let's uh you know we're talking about your your music currently but uh you, you've got a great upbringing. You were uh, born in, and raised in Queens, but your parents are from Jamaica, right? Yes, that is correct. Where, whereabouts in Jamaica? So my mother is from St. Anne. Okay. The hill, St. Anne's Bay, which is like, it's it's closer to the north side of the island. It's closer to the northwest side of the island. So it's okay. like, it's, it's not too, too far from like Discovery Bay, Montego Bay, Ocherios, but like it's like 45 minutes from there, but it's more in the um, in the hills. Okay. And my father is from the southeast side of the island in Portland, in Port Antonio specifically. And that part of the island is gorgeous. I mean, it's Jamaica, so so right. you know. Yeah, good good buddy of mine, a fellow musician. He's he's based half the year here in Connecticut, but he he's from the Grillo right original. Oh, right on. Yeah, so. Yeah, the, your parents um, obviously influence on your dad was a, a DJ, right? Yeah, he DJ. So he was a he was a businessman. I guess he went to school for business, and he he worked for um, Washington Union Gas. Not Washington Union Gas. That's down here. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Brooklyn Union Gas, which okay. is the same as Washington Gas out here. I'm just getting it mixed up. But he and he also worked for the Trans County government when he moved down here. But in his spare time. In New York, he would DJ because he loved it. He would. My parents used to have. It was it, in in Jamaican culture. There was no real. It's not like 
all right, the parents are going to go party. Let's drop the kids off at the babysitter. That didn't happen. Right. It was like everybody got together in a house and a party just happened at the house. Kids, everybody. And um, he would DJ these parties and they were amazing. And his crates of vinyl is definitely where I first got into into music, you know? Right. Um, I found out later on that he also sang and and played violin, which was funny. Never he by the time I was born, he didn't anymore. But <laughs> he's uh, uh how about your mom? My mom, so my mom is she always loved the arts. Okay. And, or loves the arts. My parents are still with us. She right. she she loves the arts. And so my mom the cool thing she did, and her father was a history teacher, right? So the cool thing she did is got me, she would take me to museums all the time. She would take me to, she wanted me to understand or to be cultured. And she wanted me to understand the cultures from different parts of the world and, and how they borrowed from each other, how they meshed together, how, you know what I mean? And she, she always wanted me to, and I, and I did invent a end up having a great love of history because you say you don't know where you're uh from you don't know where you're going and mm-hmm. so that has fed my artistic side a great deal just getting into visual art getting into history getting into things like that i mean there's an endless amount of inspiration things to write about when you look at the human condition on a whole and you you see it you know a certain way you can really get into to some cool topics when you, when you, you know, there's a lot of inspiration, just being human. So that's what my mom kind of helped me do is, is get into, have a love for history, a love for art, a love for culture. How, how long did you uh, stay in Queens and then what, what precipitated the move to DC? So in Queens, I lived there till I was 10. So I wasn't, I wasn't there you know, ultimately very long. I, I definitely live more down here. And when we moved down here, we moved to Northern Virginia, to Springfield. Um, and we, uh, just because it was just a better opportunity for my parents. My mom had sisters down here that had migrated to this area because my um, one of my aunts still is a professor of, um, of political science at University of Maryland. Okay. So she had gone to Howard and everything. And so she was down here. My mom wanted to be near them. And my parents, I think, just wanted to get out of New York. And okay. For various reasons, I guess. I was 10. So they didn't, Jamaicans don't, they don't, they don't share a lot when you're 10 years yeah. old. It's like, we're yeah. moving to BC. Uh, yeah, this is where you're going to be. Yeah, this is what's happening. Like it or not. <laughs> so, you know, I think ultimately just better opportunities and like more places to spread out. New York is expensive. New York is crowded, you know. I, I always say, like, I love going back to New York. I love it. Right. I would never live in New York again unless I was rich. There's no- I, I'm, I'm the same way. My wife, she's originally from Montreal, but she loves New York. And yeah. I say the same thing as you do. I, I don't want to be poor and struggling in New York. But yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's a bad place to be poor and struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did live one semester in New York. I went to NYU for my freshman year, the first semester of college. But, um, yeah, it was... I mean, great opportunity, but you know, it's a it's a tough city when things aren't going right. Yeah, it's a tough city, man. That's a truth. Yeah. So Gordon Sterling's with us. His new music, "The Truth," it's called "Truth," and uh, that'll be the title of the upcoming album in the fall, right? It will be, yes. Yeah. Um, 
another another place people can uh it was really nice uh relics magazine you're you're you got a nice little write-up there and also you're on the 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 cd that comes with it right yes yes we are very blessed to do that i think we're going to be doing more stuff with them um when the album gets released i think oh okay another another feature thing or whatever when the album's released hopefully they they were talking about you know showing interest in having us doing that so you think we will <laughs> yeah when uh jack white and gordon sterling are, are running side by side uh, you know you're in great company there yeah that's not bad man i'm telling I you know. that helped a lot <laughs> yeah yeah that's great yeah um let, let me also talk about some of your influences you mentioned you know you know the artists you know i, I can easily identify with you with there i mean i'm a huge prince fan have to know everything about the artist and probably have most of the stuff he ever released yeah. um stevie wonder too uh, how, how about how about your, you know, go to musicians that you got to collect everything or hear everything they did? Well, um, Miles Davis. Oh, wow. That's, That's a, a nice one. Miles Davis, because I, I got some great advice from a friend years ago that was like, if you want to listen to if you want to get into the guitar for real just don't listen to guitar players listen to singers and horn players and it's the truth because they have such a musical those things he was the voice is one the voice and everything else melodically is ultimately trying to mimic the voice you know so i find that when i listen to a lot of guitar just guitar i'm like blazing all over the place and it's fine but it's cool to listen to horn players and vocalists who just slow down and just play really beautiful melodies. And when you can blend those two, it's, it's awesome. Um, speaking of guitar players though, I do love Hendrix. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. I love Derek Trucks. Yeah, that's right. You, you had a nice talk about him in something I read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek Trucks is, God, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy of this generation of like right now. He's, mm-hmm. he's the guy. Um, Trey Anastasio also, like, I think I learned how to crescendo by listening to Trey and Fish. And I don't think anybody does that particular thing in rock and roll better than they do. Um, trying to think of what else I've been digging into. Oh, Michael Kiwanuka. Michael Kiwanuka's music has been, um, that's, I mean, he's from England. Amazing soul music from England. Um, Krungman lately I've been getting into now I'm getting into things I like I'm like veering off of influences right right uh, how about how about vocalists do you do you listen more to male or female vocalists uh depends my favorite vocalist of all time is Marvin Gaye oh okay wow uh, Marvin Gaye because he I mean a lot of stuff that he was dope at I don't think people even know it it's like mm-hmm. he did all of his background vocals you know what I mean? He oh, would okay. do weird stuff like lie on his back or with his head hanging off the side of the bed simply because it made you breathe different, which made you sound different. You know what I mean? This dude right. was a technician when it comes to the vocals. So um, definitely Marvin Gaye and and Aretha Franklin just because of sheer power. Right. You know, um, Susan Tedeschi also. It's a very powerful vocalist. She's 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 serious business. Um, but as far as vocalists that I listen to, um, 
I don't know how many vocalists I'm influenced by. I'm influenced more by musicians when it comes to guitar playing, when it comes to making music. But with, with being a vocalist, I think I became a vocalist out of necessity. Okay. As I was writing all these songs and, and it just, it just came out that way. And so the people I'm playing with at the time were like, dude, you, you just should just sing and play lead. Cause originally I wanted to like write the music. I wanted to be like a cool in the gang, like kind of situation where right, right. Cool was not the front man. Yeah. Originally that's what I wanted to do was, was to, to like write the music be the rhythm guitar player, be, you know, like a backup singer. But as I was writing, and this is when I was very, very young, as I was writing and things came out, it was just obvious that kind of, all right, I need to be the person in front of that's what I want to do. So I never really got a chance to be influenced by vocalists by the time I started singing. I kind of just found my own voice and did it. You know what I mean? Um, but as I got going, obviously Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, it's probably one. Otis Redding's another. Um, you know, I, I would try to emulate what I was hearing to a to a degree, but at the same time, I never was was taught how to sing, so I just did it. So I just kind of found my own voice there. So I have more influences musically than I do vocally. More pressure when you're the front man, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, because yeah. because we, uh, we're good friends with Bernie Worrell from P Funk, and he oh, uh, he was uh, telling us when he came to the studio that he had no he didn't want to be a front you know a band leader, and uh, he said too much pressure, too much things you got to worry about personalities and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he did it and, and succeeded with it. So, and you you um, you opened up for P Funk, didn't you recently? Yeah, we did. We opened up for P Funk. Um, this was pre-covid okay uh tally ho in leesburg virginia that was that was fun that was a good time yeah that that's a lot lot of history with that band and circulating members on stage and everything oh yeah yeah it is a circus (laughs) i'll always tell the story i think it was the last time i saw p funk it was up in the casino here in in connecticut uh mohegan sun they played at a place called the wolf den inside and we were on the right side of the stage and one of the keyboardists actually was taking a nap during the show under the keyboard. <laughs> and I'm not lying. And I don't know exactly which keyboardist it was. I don't think it was one of the original guys or, but I said, how can this guy, I mean, either he was, he was zonked out or he was just tired. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. It, it, but it was crazy. Yeah. But it's funny. You mentioned Bernie Worrell. I never met him, but our, my old band, my first band, The Ordinary Way, our first booking agent was this booking agency called Mountain High Booking out of uh, Denver. Or, oh, no, yeah, no, I think I've heard of that. And Bernie Worrell was on that agency. Oh, um, okay. So but we, did, we never played with him. Or we never, like I said, I never met him. Rest his soul. I never yeah, that was, uh, he was on the show like five or six times. And the first time he came to the studio in person, and I always say in all my years of radio, my biggest mistake, Bernie Worrell came down with his keyboard tech, all his keyboards to set up. I think I might have only had him play like for two minutes the whole time. Oh, really? <laughs> because because you know what happened? He's He was in the Talking Heads and his good friend are Chris France and Tina Weymouth. And they came to the studio to visit him and they were part of the interview. So we, we just got sidetracked. Oh, 
man. So, but yeah, what what a sweetheart of a guy. He was always like shining light on young musicians too. So. Yeah, yeah, I heard he was a really cool guy. A really, yeah. really good soul, man. And Gordon Sterling is with us. And before we get into more music, I wanted to ask you, um, America, the critical mm. America with KKK in there. Yeah. Um, I think people, before they check this song out, have to check out your your intro to it when you're talking about the you know the meaning behind the song and how you got to it um how, how did you uh want to put pen to paper and, and put this together because a really emotional moving song yeah i'm i mean being black in america made me want to do it right it was you know and when that happened all okay all the footage for that video Mm -hmm. All the footage for that video was shot by our videographer, Roller Card, who happened to be, because he also does filming, he does uh, freelance uh, video work for um, various news agencies, right? Okay, right. And so he, in fact, the footage of them shooting the tear gas that you see, mm -hmm. that's the same footage that um, he, he allowed all the major news agencies to use that footage. And he also got footage of um, of the attorney general giving the order for people to go out because they he could hear them. So that his footage actually got used as part of exposing that they did actually come forward on that crowd in front of the White House. Wow. Uh, unprovoked. So, yeah. um. And obviously was what happened with George Floyd at the right, yeah. time. It just seemed like the right time to put that song out, you know. And all and also there's a story you were relating about your daughter and you you getting hassled. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was in, in my own car. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was crazy. I was looking into the window of my own car mm -hmm. and a cop came up, like rolled up on me. It's in Centerville, Centerville, Virginia, and a, and a cop rolled up on me. Both two cops in one car. They both part, stop the car, get out of the car. What are you doing here? And I was like, I'm just looking inside my car, man. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm yeah. seeing, I thought I left something in my car. I'm just looking right. in my car. That's it. And I was in front of my daughter's mother's house. Mm -hmm. And my daughter came out and she was little at the time. She's like nine or so at the time. She's now in college. She's now in v at VCU. But she's okay. at the time she was young. And, and then her mother came out and she's like, what are you doing <laughs> And he's like, well, we're just, excuse us, ma'am. And she was like, that's my daughter's father. What are you doing? Why are you stopping? That's his car. What are you doing? And I reached in my pocket. I was like, here, I got the keys. Like, hold on, hold on. And I had his hand on the gun and everything. I was like, dude, I'm taking my keys out of my pocket so that I can show you that this is my car. So I can open the car. Right, right. What's wrong with you, man? And my daughter's is, is mixed race. Her mother's white. Mm -hmm. And so her mother was like, dude, what are you guys? So they listened to her, didn't listen to me. <laughs> um, and she was pissed. So she was definitely more aggressive to them than I was. And they, you know, eventually left, but my daughter had to witness that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she, and it's still going on. Still it's going, still going on. on. It's yeah. been going on. Yeah. It's, not, it's gonna, we won't see the end of it. No, not we in our won't. lifetime. Yeah. Not in our lifetime. But if we don't talk about it. Right. All the time then it'll never come out. I mean, my band does a lot of jam band events because of the nature of our music. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty, you know, it's an interesting 
I don't know if I should even say whatever, but it's it's it, being in that scene is interesting because there's a lot of love in that scene. There's a lot of beauty in that scene. I'm not right. trying to knock it at all. It's great, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of diversity. No, no, that's it, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting in that scene when you see people in that scene, like the black people in that scene are almost sanctioned by other artists first. Oh yeah, and they get into it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like Merle Saunders. Oh yeah, yeah. God is one of the funkiest dudes, like period, right? Mm-hmm. And this this scene didn't really start feeling him until Jerry Garcia did something with him. And now in this scene, they so so there's things like that. Like you see diversity in that way, kind of like there's some black artists that, but they're always like Victor Wooten is a bad man. Oh like, yeah, he was a bad man to the jam band scene because he was in the Flectones, and now they're all about Victor Wooten. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a, they have to be like ushered in almost by somebody else first, and then they're the man. You know what I mean? The, the exception to the rule. Well, I have an exception to the rule. I mean, Carl Denson. Carl Denson plays in the Rolling Stones when he's part of their horn section. He plays with Lenny Kravitz. He wrote all the horn parts to Mama Said. Yet it wasn't until a Great Boy All Stars that people start to accept him. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Or, or, and, and now he's huge in the scene. I'm not, again, all these, I'm talking about just how these artists got introduced into the jam scene. So it'd be great to get going in that scene, if if that's to be. I mean, we cast a wide net, so that's not the only right, right. we'll be doing shows in, but it's a scene that's close to my heart because it embraces a lot of experimental improvisational music, which we Yeah, do. Victor Wooten, he's been on the show about five times, and, and, and his concerts, you're, you're right, the diversity. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, it's pretty narrow, but I mean, his music is just funky and experimental. He's just a great musician. And a great guy. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, and he's from Virginia. Yeah, yeah, you've got family around here in Virginia, yeah. Maryland. Virginia, Maryland, and Tennessee. Yeah, I think he's down and been down in Tennessee for a long time. But yeah, it's uh, you know something that you know the recent mass shootings have been going on and everything. And I was hearing some politicians, and it's some kind of what you discussed in in the intro to America the Capital was the critical. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, America the critical. My, my bad. But it was uh, you know, instead of deflecting, they deflect their responsibility and things they don't want to change to, Oh yeah. Well, you look at Chicago and everything right to there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, mm-hmm. they don't want to face the truth. Right. They're, right. They're willing to vote on abortion and, and, and try to like abolish abortion as quickly as possible. But when it comes to protecting life, once it leaves the womb, they don't care, especially right. if that life is black or brown. Right. You, know and you, you mentioned the, you mentioned how the, you know the Las Vegas shooting and how mm-hmm. the guy was referred to as disturbed and and black yeah. crime is you know all you know let one let 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 somebody who looks like me do that I don't yeah that ain't gonna yeah. go down like that I'm not gonna be disturbed no 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 the, the, the adjectives will change immediately oh yeah <laughs> this thug that unleashed a reign of terror right on a quiet community that's what I would sound like there you go. <laughs> So yeah, you're speaking the truth and, and your music, you know, these are real musicians. You can just check all the videos out on YouTube, Gordon Sterling. And, um, you know, hopefully you guys are going to uh, branch out and play some more gigs in support of the record. Yeah, what's, what's, uh, what are the plans? That's the plan, man. We got, we got a bunch of dates um, coming up throughout the summer. Um, 
please just go to our, our, our social media platforms are just Gordon Sterling and the people in all the forms, in all okay. you know, Instagram, Facebook, all, all across. Um, but we'll be, you know, putting dates up and, and we have a very busy June and July and going into August. And I think the fall is getting, we have some fall dates booked already we haven't announced, but we're going to be pretty busy for the rest of this year pushing this record which is what we want we're trying to get out there you know so. yeah yeah i'm sure and great live performance and that that's what's needed and uh thank it's been an honor to have you on the show gordon gordon thank sterling you. yeah it's been an honor to be a guest man yeah. thank and you and you got to come back when the the full record so you, you you're booked yeah. for the fall yeah yeah fall. i'd love to i'd love to man that'd be great i mean even if you if it's okay i mean, bring some band members oh yeah yeah you're welcome yeah i'd love to hear from them as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Thank so you. let's listen to more music. Let's get into America, the critical from Gordon Sterling and, and pick up the truth, a truth from Gordon Sterling and the people. Thanks, Gordon. Thank you so much, Joe. Have a good one. Are right, you too.